Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everybody. So glad you're with us. Good morning to those who are joining online as well. Um, I want to go ahead and, and just tell you right up front the, the title of the message, because it's important. Here is the title. The title is, is Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Now, if, if you were born after about 1983, uh, this, this may need some explanation, because I feel like one of my jobs as your pastor is to not only inform you about your spiritual heritage, but about your cultural heritage. And there was a sitcom that began in 1985 by the name of Growing Pain. See, some, some of you grew up and you only knew Kirk Cameron as the actor who played on the Left Behind series. I, I have to inform you that before Kirk Cameron was left behind, he was Mike Seaver. And there was, well, well instead of me explaining to you all about Growing Pains, maybe, maybe just a refresher video would, would do the trick a little better. refresher. I think we ought to start a social media campaign right now. Hashtag to Joe DeJesus, pastor of our uh, CFA Espanol. Hashtag bring back the stash. <laughs> think that's what all y'all got to hit him up on Twitter and uh, we got to, you know, I think the only way to transition this is to just go to the word of God. I think that's the only way now to get out of this. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter one, beginning at verse Beginning at verse 10. The Lord your God, this is Moses talking, and he's kind of rehearsing um, Israel's situation as they get ready to go in and occupy. So he says, the Lord your God has increased your population, making you as numerous as the stars. You know, when you're getting ready to step into and occupy new territory, it's always a good time to be reminded about the territory that the Lord has already helped you to occupy. And so Moses is saying, hey, God's got something new for you, better for you, more for you. But let's not forget what God already did for you. Can you just be reminded that while you were in Egypt and the plagues were around you, that they did not touch you? Can you be reminded, Israel, that when the death angel passed over the camp of the Egyptians, that the blood of Jesus was covering you and protecting you? Can you be reminded when it looked like you were trapped and there was no way out that I opened up the Red Sea in front of you? Can you be reminded, Israel? 
Israel when you were uh, lacking provision in the desert that I provided manna for you, that I made water come out of a rock? Can you be reminded, Israel, when you didn't have any money to go into rack room and buy a new pair of shoes, that the shoes that were on your feet didn't wear out? How many of you have a testimony of God's provision in your life? Come on, give them praise because he has provided. Amen? He's provided some... Man, some of us, we wouldn't, like, we, we look okay now, but if you would have seen us before we, were, we knew Jesus, like, if we, we were a mess, and God has taken us and delivered us, and, and it's always a good time. I love what, what Jonathan said earlier. It's always a good time to be reminded, isn't it? And then in verse 11, and, and may the Lord, the God of your ancestors, so now he's talking about their future, past and the future, the connection there. And may the Lord, the God of your ancestors, multiply you, because remember, multiply is connected to occupy. Multiply you a thousand times more and bless you as he promised. And if, if I were to stop there and just go ahead and give the altar call now, and say, God, God has a multiplication anointing in you. He wants to grow you and prosper you. We'd probably get a fairly good response, but there's another verse. There's another verse, just like Deuteronomy 1.8 has 1.7, Deuteronomy 1.11 has 1.12. So you have in 1.11, you have the growing, now here's the pain. Here's the pain. Verse 12, Moses says, but you are such a heavy load to carry. Moses isn't complaining, he's just stating a, a, a fact. How many of you have found out in life that the blessings of God are complicated. So if you were living in an 800 square foot apartment and you step into a 21 square foot house, that is a blessing, yes. But with that blessing, guess what else you have? More rooms to clean. More square footage to heat. More of your dollars going to Duke Energy. You may have more yard to mow. And so with, there's, with, the, with the growth, there is also pain. With, with the growth and the expansion of family, there can be the addition of pain. And so both of these come together. Let's, let's zoom out now here and read the entire context. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Let me start now at verse 9. Moses continued... At that time, I told you, you're too great of a burden for me to carry all by myself. The Lord your God has increased your population, making you as numerous as the stars. And may the Lord, the God of your ancestors, multiply you a thousand times more and bless you as he promised. But you're such a heavy load to carry. How can I deal with all your problems and bickering? Choose some well-respected men from each of the tribes who are known for their wisdom and understanding. And I will appoint them as your leaders. And then you responded, hey, that's a good plan. So I took the wise and respected men you had selected from your tribes and appointed them to serve as judges and officials over you. Some of you were responsible for 1,150 and 10. At that time, I instructed the judges, you must hear the cases of your fellow Israelites and the foreigners living among you. Be perfectly fair in your decisions, impartial in your judgments. Hear the cases of those who are poor as well as those who are rich. Don't be afraid of anyone's Anger. For the decision you make is God's decision. Bring me any cases that are too difficult for you and I will handle them. At that time, I gave you instructions about everything that you were to do. 
So a couple of things. First, we got to deal with the pain, right? We got to deal. Again, Moses isn't complaining, but there are some there are some real issues. As you grow, problems will increase, challenges will increase. So as you grow, here's the pain. Number one, the load gets heavier. He's just very honest and say, when there's just a few of you guys, I, I was okay. I could start hearing your cases at 8 a.m. and be done by 4 and be home to watch the Growing Pains rerun on ABC Family or whatever channel was watching it at the time. And so Moses said, I had time for my family and I had time to do some extracurricular activities. But now Moses is saying we've grown a lot and so this is a, this is a heavy load to carry. I told you during this series you were going to get some wither up family moving into a new house story. And so when, when we were first married, when Kim and I were first married, we bought a small starter home, um, neat little home, but it was about 1,300 square feet on 0.23 acres. And it had, it was a brand new lot, a zero tree. So I planted, plant, planted a lot of shrubbery and bushes and everything. But in addition to that, I planted about 13, 13 trees. I love, I love trees. I love the green, the shade. So I planted uh, silver maple, some Bradford pear, some Autumn blaze maple, Japanese maple, uh, uh, just a, a bunch, there's a, bu- a bunch of trees. When, when we moved into, into our new home, one of the things I was like, oh, oh I, I love this. We got, now we got, I mean, I can't even count the number of trees. Huge trees, mature oak trees. And so we moved in and, and, and the 30th of June. And I'm like, oh, it's so green. It's so pretty. There's all this shade. I love this. And, and then it came fall. And I was like, oh, look at you know, Now look at the colors. And this is amazing. And then I was reminded why they call fall fall. <laughs> because the leaves did exactly what God created them to do. And they fell. And they fell, and they fell, and they fell. And suddenly, the weekends, which it took me about 45 minutes to do all the yard work at the old house, now that was just like prep time, getting ready at the new house. We employed every method. I had the backpack blower, the four-wheeler, the trailer, both kids out there, rakes. We had a system. We were going, and it was, it was weekend after weekend. On Friday, I'd start to, you know, date morning with Camden, and I'd be getting straight. I got to get home to the leaves. I got to get home the leaves, the leaves, the leaves. I went into one uh, uh, home improvement store, and I was looking for those uh, vacuum, kind of yard vacuum things that you put attached to your lawnmower. And they're like, well, it's $600. I'm like, that's too much. Over the Christmas break, I was home looking at the big pull behind versions that were $1,000. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'm probably going to buy that. I mean, it's just the blessings with, with additional blessing come some additional challenges. And, and you just got, you just got to know that. You just got to know that God's blessings carry with them a little, a little bit more, more work. So not only does the load gets, get heavier, but, but it gets harder to please everybody. If you have ever tried to decide where to go eat with more than just yourself, you know this is true. Like when you were, when you were single, you ate whatever you wanted. Whenever you want it, wherever you want it, and, and, and then you started dating and you got married and there was another opinion that you had to accommodate and then you had children and the opinions multiplied. Can you, I want to, I want, like when I get to heaven and, you know, after the, the worship and all, you know, all the, after all the spiritual stuff, I, I, I want to say, hey God, 
How many hours in the CFA church lobby did people spend deciding where to eat? <laughs> right? Like, like, like probably decades. Like de Some of you are going to add to that right after this service because with more people come more opinions and more opinions are harder to accommodate. And, and so we have these challenges, but God not only gives us these challenges, he gives us a solution. And that's what I want to spend the majority of the time on this morning. As you encounter pain, there's also this amazing opportunity for growth, for growth. Here's three ways that I believe that God wants to grow you in the middle of the challenge that you may be facing this morning. Number one, recognize, recruit, and release more world changers. Moses says this, choose, he's talking to the people now, and he says, choose some well-respected men from each tribe who are known for their wisdom and understanding, and I will appoint them as your leaders. So if you go back to the original problem, what Moses says is he says, you are too heavy of a burden to carry, but he says, by, my, by myself. In other words, Moses says, if God is going to continue to increase this ministry, to grow this ministry, to bless this ministry, I don't want it to stop growing. I just don't want to be the things that stops it from growing. And as a leader, sometimes if we don't begin to recruit and pull people around us as world changers, so at CFA, that's what we call people that are involved in ministry is world changers because you're not just greeting somebody at the door, you're changing the world. You're not just teaching uh, uh, an eight-year-old to tie a knot or take on a camping trip in Royal Rangers. You're changing the world. You're not just taking care of a baby in the nursery. You're changing the world. You're not just uh, uh, tutoring a student as part of our Monday night urban youth enrichment program. You're changing the world. By the way, parking lot team that has been out there in some cold temperatures, we would all just like to say thank you. Come on, thank, let's thank all of our world changers, volunteer every week, doing it to the Lord. But here's the thing, God's blessing, isn't he? And he's growing and he's multiplying. And you know what we need in order to keep reaching more people for Jesus, in order to keep planning more uh, uh, campuses, in order to keep adding new ministries. We need more world changers. So if you're here, if maybe if you've started attending CFA, but you're attending, but you're not involved in ministry, we want to say, we want to say, jump on board. But then this was really interesting to me. Who was actually the one that chose the future world changers for Israel? It wasn't Moses, right? It wasn't the pastor. The pastor told the people, you go out, go ahead and go out and you recruit more world changers. So it's not Pastor Jerry's job to recruit more people for the worship team, more people for the choir. Guess what? You, you get to do that. You get to tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, I heard you singing behind me. You're not half bad. Why don't you come to the open house with me? You get to tap somebody on the shoulder and say, boy, I saw you uh, having a mentoring moment with a teenager, and I just think that God could really use you. I'm a, I'm a leader in 365. Come with me on Wednesday. Just, just check it out. Or, or, hey, I've really noticed that you have this gift of hospitality. Why don't you come to our small group, not just to attend, but, but see how we do it, and maybe, maybe God would use you to open up another small group in your home. And I Listen, I bless you, and I release you our current world change 
changers, I bless you to go out and recruit other world changers. You get to tap somebody on the shoulder and begin to prophesy and speak into their future and just say, hey, I see this in you. God's gifted you in this area. Would you consider coming along, serving alongside with me? And that's the, that's the solution to growth. That's how we're going to reach in the 137,000 in Cabarrus County. And then in the Davidson area, you add another 100,000 of that. So we just bumped up. Guess what we did? We bumped up, we bumped up the growth, but we just bumped up the need. Now we're not just reaching 137,000. Now we're reaching 237,000 people. And so with each more bit of more territory that we step in and occupy, we say, God, thank you for this territory. But then we become more aware of the more territory that we do need to occupy. But the solution to that is recruiting and releasing world changers. So we're, we, for all of our... Um, for all the things that we feel like God has spoken to our heart, we're trying to come up with, Pastor Steve is working with the team to come up with these systems, just good systems and uh, pathways is what we're calling them to get people involved in ministry. So we're doing a Discovery 3 luncheon today, membership, I think 50 or 60 uh, people involved in that. But we'll start this cycle over again with Discovery 1. So Discovery 1 is discovering CFA. Discovery 2 is all about discovering you as a world changer. And then discovery three is discovering membership. So how do you become a world changer at CFA? One of the best ways, just watching the announcements, watching your bulletin, when that discovery one class, jump in, we'll feed you. And this is, this is God's plan. Do you see from the very beginning, this is God's plan to reach more people is that the people who are already here get involved in ministry. And it's this just amazing thing how we get past the pain and go to more growth. Number two, number two, to grow in the midst of pain, you have to, and I think if we're honest, we all struggle to a degree with this, that we need to become less of a people pleaser and more of a God pleaser. Amen. So here, this is, this is remote, remember Moses, this is leadership training 101. Moses brings in all the new recruits. As far as we know, they have never held a leadership position before. They've never held a ministry position for, before. And one of the very first things that Moses says to them is, hey, guys, don't be afraid of anybody else's anger. You've got to make God's decision. In other words, in ministry and just in life, we need to learn not to be people pleasers. Now, let me, let me explain for a moment what that does not mean. Um, the opposite of being a people pleaser is not being a jerk. <laughs> right? Because like, we've seen that too. So I don't care about anybody else. I don't care about their opinion. I'm going to say what I want to say and post what I want to post and drive how I want to drive and do what I want to do. And it's this, you know, uh, just, you know, I don't, I, I don't care attitude. And that's called, that's called, I'm just not, I'm just not a people please. No, you're a jerk. Let's like just calling, just calling that out honestly. The, the opposite of being a people pleaser is being a God pleaser. And guess what happens when you're a God pleaser? You love people more. Do you see the, do you see the challenge here? Do you see the challenge? So 
I don't want to be a people pleaser. I want to be a God pleaser. God, I want to please you. How can I please you? Love these people. And so the very love that God gives you for people can actually cause you to want to please them. Do you see the challenge? But the way that you please people sometimes, or excuse me, the way that you love people sometimes is by not pleasing them. Parents, your, your job, your job is not to make your children happy. I hope that's, I hope that's freeing. Some, some of you are like, hallelujah, I'm crushing this parenting thing. <laughs> But if we confuse loving people with pleasing people, we'll mess, up, we'll mess them up. Loving people means giving them the truth. Loving people means coaching them. Sometimes loving people well means not doing for them the thing that they are asking you to do. And that's called pleasing the Holy Spirit and pleasing God because at the end of the day, our goal is not that people like us, it's that they love Jesus and we got to do everything in our power and sometimes not do things in our power. Come on, if you want to be a God pleaser, just step into this moment and say, God, help me with this, right? Help us. Paul, the apostle Paul says it like this in Galatians 1.10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And here's the third thing. To grow, to push past, to grow is number three. Push past, push past the pain. Push past the paint. So in verse 9, Moses continued, At that time I told you, you're too great a burden for me to carry all by myself. The Lord your God has increased your population, making you as numerous as the stars. So, so this is, before I get to his next statement, Moses is facing like a real, a real challenge, Right? Moses may be going home and his wife is saying, we need some, we need some more time. Like, I don't, I don't see you any longer. You're, you're always doing, doing this ministry thing and you're giving out to everybody else. And I need some Moses time. And our kids, they're not getting any younger, Moses. They need, they need dad around the house a little bit more. And maybe, maybe Moses is feeling, I don't know if you've ever felt like pulled in different directions. Like the boss needs you, but your kids need you and your friends need you. And, and, and you, you got to have some me time in there too. And, and you feel pulled in these different directions. And so Mo, Moses is facing, uh, he, calls it, he calls it a heavy burden. Like, he's very real about the problem that he's facing in his life. But what's interesting to me is that Moses doesn't pray the prayer that I pray a lot. Have you, have you ever prayed a prayer like this? Like, you're facing a problem and you pray something like, God, remove the problem. <laughs> Anybody ever prayed a prayer remotely, like just remotely in that vein? God, there is a heavy burden in front of me, and um, I would like that burden to be lifted. God, take that away. And Moses doesn't pray that prayer. Here's what, because here's what Moses says. Moses says, this is about reaching more 
people for the kingdom of God. I understand it's Old Covenant. I understand it's Old Testament. And so it's a little bit of a different dynamic. But the, the principle is the same. Moses says on the other side of this pain is more people for the kingdom of God. So Moses doesn't ta pray, take away the problem. Moses says, God, give me a bigger problem. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.